Welcome back to Social Anxiety Life, the podcast, where we explore the nuances of social anxiety and offer practical insights for managing it. Today, we're diving deep into the world of small talk and how it affects social anxiety. Small talk keeps the gears of social interaction running smoothly, but for those with social anxiety, it can be a minefield of awkwardness. Before we dive deeper into today's topic, we would like to share some exciting news with all our fantastic listeners. We've recently crossed a significant milestone with over 1,000 downloads and streams. Your support has been incredible and we're truly grateful for this, but we're not stopping here. Please keep sharing our podcast on your socials with your friends and family so we can reach even more people. Absolutely. So I think probably a good place to start today is thinking about a definition of what small talk is and then maybe our own feelings around small talk. So if we're looking at a uh, definition, we could say it's informal discourse that focuses on polite standard discussions about unimportant matters. To some people it may seem superficial but others would say it serves an essential purpose. I'll be honest here, I dread small talk. Yes. I really dread it because I'm just trying to think of a situation. So like you're going on like a training course, you're going somewhere where you don't know people yeah. and the small talk, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint whether it's based on a routine or a structure or whether it's not structured at all. Yeah. Because there's, topics or there's words or there's phrases which I think are commonly associated with small talk such as uh how are you mm -hmm. if someone says that to me I might just say I'm fine and that's yeah. it that doesn't it doesn't go any further than that yeah or you might say like oh what's the weather like today oh it's a bit cold today um but it doesn't really for me I don't get the purpose of it of that sort of stuff yeah. I sort of, I understand the purpose of it to a degree, because I suppose when you're in a situation like that, if you want to get to know people or you want to try and form some kind of connection with people, that's, I suppose, for some people, the easiest way to do it is, well, I'll ask them how they are, how their day's been, you know, what, what do you do for a job? All those kinds of questions are ways to sort of start a conversation with someone. But as we've said, I think, for some people that's very easy and for others small talk really can create those feelings of worry or just not not enjoying it or finding it quite difficult to think of things to say in small talk. I completely agree with that because I think that for those that do have social anxiety I think small talk itself triggers the anxiety because I would worry and I do worry I worry about what to say. Uh, I, wor I worry about the fear of running out of, of running out of things to say, and that anxiety for me, I think, is centred around how I'm coming across to that person. Yeah. So you're talking about those. I'm going to call it mundane, mm -hmm. mundane, not particularly interesting things. But I worry that sometimes if you don't engage in that yeah in that sort of small talk yeah you you run the risk of becoming 
viewed as the other person or people that you're with as uninteresting yeah i suppose that's the thing isn't it it can link to overthinking and that fear of judgment so if i'm not good at this small talk or if i run out of things to say are they just going to think i'm unfriendly are they going to think i'm really boring you know it's all that overthinking of this small talk's almost amplifying the worries i have about how i'm coming across or the impression i'm giving to people and i think for those listeners who particularly resonated with episode seven and eight where we did speak a lot about overthinking and the effects that it has i think to take that a step further to understand the impact of small talk on social anxiety we conducted polls on social media and on facebook we found that 50 percent of our respondents said small talk made them feel anxious and stressed to accompany that 61% of people reported feeling anxious when engaging in small talk on Instagram. And it, I think it's good for us to think about why small talk triggers such strong emotions in those people that have social anxiety. Yeah. So what might the reasons be behind the, the heightened anxiety in these individuals? So I think if I'm drawing on personal experience, sometimes for me, when it comes to small talk, I do have concerns around running out of things to say, or running out of questions to ask. And I worry about that awkwardness, the awkward silence. And as, and as I said, sort of worrying about how I'm coming across in the small talk. Am I sounding interesting enough? Am I coming across as boring? Am I showing enough interest in this person? What do they think of me? I mean, what's your feelings around small talk and your experience of it? I can really relate to the people who said that small talk makes them feel anxious and stressed because for me, small talk has lack of depth. Yeah. It's, I, I, enjoy discussions more when it's really you know really deep and meaningful mm. and you could be talking about it for hours on end but i couldn't tell you what that is at the moment yeah. but there'll be topics that something's come up and it's something i can really relate to and i've got a point of view on it and i know stuff about it then we're, we're fine we're yeah. absolutely fine with that and yeah, it's the lack of depth that causes the discomfort because once you've said I'm fine or, oh, it's nice weather today, what do you say after that? Yeah. And it leads into the things that if you've had therapeutic input, my therapist talked to me about, well, sometimes within that, you've got to fake it. Yeah. And the sort of concept of faking, faking it, then brings the point to me, should we fake it? Mm. Should we just sort of lay it out there saying, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to engage in small talk, but then if you do, if you say that, then you've got, you're going to get quite a response to it, aren't you? Yeah. So I think with social anxiety, social anxiety doesn't necessarily mean you're not good at small talk as uh, Mel Robbins says it just says you don't know how to fake it enough yeah and 
it boils down to really you don't want other people to notice your anxiety in a way yeah there's people that i know really well who have a very good understanding of it now that they know that i have it mm. and they are fine with it but also i think we may have touched this on this touched on this before there's physical symptoms that go with it as well yeah i I'm very good at not showing my physical symptoms overtly, but I will show it in private. Yeah. One of the previous episodes we talked, I talked about going to the coffee shop and something happened there and I went to the toilet. That's mm -hmm. when I let my mask down and saying, get me out of here. I've had enough of this. It's too, it's, it's um, too much. And with the sort of faking it, it's almost, it's the non-verbal gestures that go with it. So you are nodding along, you're interested, like you're doing at the moment. You yes. are you are interested <laughs> and you know what you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you sort of nod along, you might laugh, mm -hmm. you might uh, say okay to show that you're you're interested. But I think it also links to if you find that sort of thing hard to be able to read emotions or what people are thinking, you can't really second guess what people are yeah i thinking you shouldn't have to but that's something that plays into it because it we should be able to be comfortable with how we yeah how we feel yeah i mean i a sort of a question came to my mind as you were talking thinking about my own personal experience <clears throat> i think at times I can find small talk quite challenging, but I wouldn't say that that's always the case for me. I think it very much depends on who I'm with and what <clears throat> situation I'm in. Do you feel there's a difference in your experience of say small talk with people maybe that you are familiar with or versus say small talk with a group of people that maybe you've just met who are complete strangers? Do you find that that the the your struggle or how you feel about the small talk is different in those situations yeah i think there's a definite difference there yeah but even then if it's one person i i know and maybe two people i don't know i'd find it quite difficult yeah if it's just one person i know and one person i don't know it's generally fine yeah because you've got the common ground to um bounce off I think when it's a larger thing yeah so if it's the training event a training yeah. events which you have to go to and you're sort of one of the first ones there or you've got a break sometimes i'll either look on my phone or yeah. rather than engage in small talk because i don't particularly yeah. want to, i don't particularly want to i just find it um i find the i find it's unpredictable sometimes and I think I struggle sometimes with the uncertainty of not knowing where the conversation will lead. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it's that thing of when you are in, as you said, maybe if you're at sort of a work training, but you're with people you've never met before, it's almost trying to think of, well, I don't know this person at all. I know nothing about them. So what questions should I be asking them? I think it's also about <clears throat> the concern around trying to, generate questions to ask a person like where do i start like if i ask this is that a weird question to ask if i ask this 
is that a strange question to you know it's almost like where do you begin yeah i get that so i listen to the conversation that's happening and it's all of us i'm waiting for that point where right now i've got something to say but then the conversation's moved on so much it's moved on after that so the thing you wanted to talk about yeah what someone said like two minutes ago has already moved on so you can't just drop that bit in that you've really thought hard about or you come pre-prepared with stuff it just doesn't work because it's just moved on so quickly yeah and i think with particularly if you're introverted or um identify as autistic or diagnosed as autistic they that's when it gets a little bit difficult because it's as as, um people that identify as autistic it's very difficult to read those Mm -hmm. emotions and what people are saying you can't predict where it's going to going to go and it also brings about that are there effective strategies for sort of coping with small talk or is that that that's a difficult one yeah i think i for myself as i said it's it varies in terms of how much i struggle with it i can't say that i've sort of found a strategy that works for me i know some people will say that you should almost go in with pre pre prepared questions you know that you should have things in mind you should think about but for me that doesn't work i can't go into a situation and have questions in my head ready to ask because then it doesn't feel authentic and also then as you said conversation can go in so many directions Mm. you know you can't plan out a conversation so although that's great advice maybe it works for some I've never found that has really worked for me when we did the last episode on the introversion and autism I remember you talked about the day afterwards you're exhausted yeah (laughs) I feel that a lot of the exhaustion is down to the uh, the social energy you're having to put in to the social situation. Yeah. And the main drain of that is, the t- is small talk. Yeah. And I think we've also talked about that sort of what you can't see. So it's the thinking, the sort of internal monologue you have going when you're in a small talk situation. It's coming back to those sort of neurotypical ways of looking and listening like you you know you always assume that you know to listen you should have eye contact you should be facing the person you should be um gesticulating to show that you're listening but actually that's not the case now yeah and also i think with small talk there's the point that sometimes it can inadvertently exclude other people like if the topic is something that you know nothing about or you have no interest in that can be very difficult and maybe people who are not introverted or don't have social anxiety would be fine with that because they would just quite happily listen. But when you have the social anxiety, you you think, right, I'm listening, but I should be saying something. And I've been really quiet and they're going to start thinking this and that and the other. Thanks for listening to the first part of our double episode on small talk. The upcoming part two of this series will delve deeper into coping strategies the role of mood and confidence, and listener contributions, emphasising the importance of understanding individual conversation preferences. Keep sharing and stay connected for a deeper insight into the world of social anxiety and small talk.